Welcome to Improbable Walks, the podcast that brings you to the streets of Paris wherever you are. My name is Lisa Passold, and I'm a writer and traveler who loves to walk in the city of light. Every episode, we step into history by strolling down a different block of the city, exploring buildings and people of the past and of the present. If you're a regular listener, thank you for your time and ears. If you're just discovering the podcast, please check out my website, lisapassel.com, for previous streets and more information. You can also support this free podcast by visiting my Patreon page, patreon.com slash lisapassold. Today, I'm talking with my good friend Heather Stimler about a modern courtyard beside the Pompidou Centre in the 3rd arrondissement. You are familiar, of course, with the colourful exoskeleton of the Centre Beaubourg, known as the Pompidou, designed by Renzo Piano and Richard Rogers. Well, right beside the centre is a block-sized apartment complex known as the Quartier de l'Horloge, which translates to the neighbourhood of the clock. So why is this complex, built in the 1970s, known for its clock? Well, the clock is an enormous metal automaton featuring a modern knight in armour battling a crab, a rooster, and a dragon. The clock is called Le Défenseur du Temps, and it was created by French artist Jacques Monestier. I remember being so surprised by this clock when I first walked through the courtyard in 1989 en route to the Pompidou. The clock is up on a wall, it's four meters tall, and it's shaped to show a man with a sword in one hand, shield in the other. At his feet, there's a mean-looking metal crab, pincers upraised. To the left of his head is a ferocious bird, maybe a rooster. And he is standing, the man, standing, unknowingly, on the belly of an immense armored dragon. The crab in the clock represents the sea, according to the artist Monestier. The bird represents the sky, and the dragon represents fire. Every hour on the hour, from 9 a.m. until 10 p.m., the automaton man does battle with one of these metal creatures, which all make fierce noises as they attack him. Three times a day, the creatures attack simultaneously at 12 noon, 6 p.m., and 10 p.m. Throughout the day, the dragon's belly moves in a subtle breathing motion, which is the ticking of the clock. The clock was commissioned in 1975 and installed in 1979 by then-mayor of Paris, Jacques Chirac. The whole sculpture is amazing, and thousands of Parisians mourned when its mechanisms gradually stopped working. Pigeons used the sculpture as a nesting place, and bit by bit the monsters stopped moving. Then the whole clock disappeared— For a view of the empty wall, check out my website. The artist Jacques Monestier removed the clock from the quartier because it was no longer working. But then the project to restore the clock languished. The city of Paris wouldn't pay for restoration because a huge amount of work was needed. Finally, over the past year, contemporary artist Cyprien Gaillard has restored the clock. 
So I can happily say that we have now visited the clock in its temporary location, which is a gallery, because Gaillard has a show right now at the Palais de Tokyo and partly at Lafayette Anticipation. The show is called Humpty Dumpty. Gaillard examines wear and hair in the city of Paris, so the clock is perfect for this subject. And Dumpty, after all, is an appropriate name for a clock that came off the wall and has now been put back together again. So the clock's being shown right now, December 2022 through January 2023, at Lafayette Anticipation. And in the spring, it's supposed to be installed back where it belongs, in the Quartier de l'Horloge. I went to visit the clock with my good friend, guide, writer, and American in Paris, Heather Stimler. We're both big fans of the clock, so we've been counting down the days until it's installed for the public again. And this is the interview of Heather and I talking in front of the clock in its gallery installation. So we are waiting for the Défenseur du Temps to do something. And it's this amazing time sculpture that used to be installed right around the corner from the Pompidou Center. And Heather used to live there. Well, she used to live in the new buildings where the Défenseur du Temps was installed. So tell me about living in the building. What was it like? Yeah, so the Quartier de l'Horloge was built in the 70s, just to, like you said, the north side of the Pompidou Center. And so it was very modern. It was um, not, in my mind, very Parisian-looking. And this was in 1999 that I lived there. And I, I liked that it had a garbage chute and that all the walls were square. But aside from that, I thought it was a kind of an ugly, horrible sort of apartment complex. But the cool thing about it, and which where it got its name from, is that it's named after the Horloge, this clock by Jacques Monestier that was built in 1979. It's this crazy metallic sculptor with the, the defender of time uh, attacking. It looks like he's attacking. He's got just like a dragon. There's a crab. There's a crazy rooster. And when I lived there, it still worked. At least most of it still worked. It would even have these crazy sound effects. And it looked something very much like, it's like, it's like Jason and the Argonauts or something like that, like just some kind of crazy automaton. Um, and it would have like this wind in the background. And it was like, yeah, it made you really um, kind of stop and look at it. But that was what I used to take people there on tours. And then it just stopped working at some point. And there was a sign saying it was going to be fixed. And it never, yeah, last time I took a photo was in 2015. It still hadn't been fixed. So now it's here in this um is it a cultural center? Yeah, I guess it's like a free exhibition space. They have events. I know they, on one occasion at least, had a huge fashion show here, the Fondation d'Entreprise Galerie Lafayette, mm -hmm. Fondation Anticipation. But uh, incidentally, the sound effects we've got in the background here, they're all mm -hmm. coming from the Défenseur du Temps, the mm -hmm. automaton clock has all of these music effects and sounds and so people are walking around waiting for it to do another thing when it chimes the time yeah. which is pretty cool it's uh, the Lafayette Anticipations is in the Marais so it's not far from where it'll be put back once it's all restored 
Um, actually, yeah, we should probably tell people where we are. So uh, Anticipation, or is it Lafayette Anticipations, is on the Rue du Plâtre. So it's like kind of between the Pompidou Center and... Place des Vosges. Yeah, there you go. So in it's, the Marais. It's right between Rue des Archives and Rue du Temple, I think. Mm-hmm. Just up from the Béachevé, if you're like yeah. shopping for pens or socks <laughs> and or light bulbs, because Béachevé sells all of that there stuff, you and you're en route to go see art at the Pompidou Centre, you could stop off here. Or hopefully, I guess in another year, I'm not sure how much longer they're going to be renovating the real location for the clock, but they will be putting it back into the Quartier d'Horloge, mm-hmm. which is quite a cool neighborhood. And I'm going to add a bit at the end of this interview separately about the history of the actual streets there because they're really cool to talk about. Mm-hmm. But how long were you there? I just lived there for a year. And it was um, yeah, 1999. It was the year of the big Christmas storm with uh, it's December 26th that just like kind of tore France apart but especially Paris and I was on the fourth floor and remember we had like a gigantic potted plant like so heavy you couldn't carry it with one person and, and it just tipped right off into the but down below was a was a the courtyard for the crash for the daycare oh, well there was nobody heavens. yeah there's no wow. nobody nobody there thank goodness but wow. yeah we didn't actually our courtyard didn't because it was actually a, a series of apartments it was like a bunch of apartments that made up the Quartier de l'Horloge and our apartment faced the the, the private interior garden for the uh, daycare and the, our entrance was on the street Grenier Saint Lazare which is kind of the north side um, I don't know if the people whose apartments faced the clock if they could see it uh, there's a lot of shops in there there's like a Lira Merlin now so I don't know if people could actually see I'd have to go back and look but uh, yeah it might have been a weird a weird sound effect. I mean, Paris has so many bizarre sounds that people have to get used to living here, but I think that would probably be a cool, unique thing to have outside your window. Yeah, listen to these sort of the music playing and the clanking sound of mm-hmm. the Argonaut attacking the <laughs> crab. And yeah, in my memory, the dragon does something, but right now all the dragon does is breathe. breathe. The stomach of the dragon moves, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah, that part's pretty cool. That's how you know it was working, because you would always see the stomach going in, and I guess the clock, obviously, the seconds that tick by. But um, And I can't remember if it did it every 15 minutes or half hour or definitely on the hour back when it was working, when it would do the whole show, which took about maybe two minutes, two or three minutes. So if you could have an automaton clock just for yourself, would you have the crab or the dragon, or what would you have as an automaton? Oh, yeah, I kind of like the crab. But the dragon's cool, too. Yeah, actually, I'd like to just have the dragon. That'd be like a nice, you know, like instead of, like, in your room, instead of, like, ticking of a clock or a white noise machine, just have that breathing sound in and out. It'd be pretty cool. I like the dragon. If you're not familiar with Heather's website, Secrets of Paris, do check it out. And as I mentioned, the Quartier de l'Horloge is located beside the Pompidou Centre and came into being when that whole Beaubourg area was being rebuilt. Before the Pompidou Centre, this area was a very crowded tenement housing area, mostly the people who lived here worked in the vast wholesale food market of Les Halles. There was also a noisy parking lot in this area because this is where the delivery trucks for Leal used to park waiting on their deliveries. 
Today, the apartments of the Quartier de l'Horloge look like a series of beige boxes, slightly oddly put together. The complex isn't very exciting, though it's pleasant enough to look at. I used to live nearby, and Heather, as we mentioned, used to live in the complex itself. The more I walked through the open central courtyard on my way to the Pompidou Library, the more the building grew on me, and the more I learned to love the crazy clock. Right now, the complex includes a gym, a large Leroy Merlin hardware store, and a statue by Max Ernst, which is up on a plinth, so be sure to look up as you exit the complex heading for the Pompidou. The building's architect is Jean-Claude Bernard, who was riffing on the medieval concept of a protected central courtyard with passageways leading out into the larger world. So the somewhat medieval automaton clock concept is very appropriate for this Quartier de l'Horloge. Positioned between the colorful dramatics of the Pompidou Centre and the surviving 17th and 18th century buildings that give on to the Beaubourg Piazza, the Quartier de l'Horloge is easy to overlook. But it's worth walking through, if only to make you think about how difficult it is to insert contemporary apartments into the rich historic fabric of central Paris. While I love the clock, I admit I prefer the wild colors of the Pompidou to the conservative beige modern walls of the Quartier de l'Horloge. Somehow, the beige walls seem to age more quickly than typical Paris stone. And also, the courtyard has no trees in it, which is a little bit grim. There are, however, plants on the different balconies to liven it up. And soon, very soon, the namesake clock, the Défenseur du Temps, will be back in its rightful position on the wall. And then we'll all be able to step into the courtyard to admire the automaton as it tolls the hours. For a preview, I'll put a brief video up on my website so you can see exactly what Heather and I are talking about. If you enjoyed today's Improbable Walk, please subscribe to the podcast. For photos and details about today's walk, please visit my website, lisapassol.com. If you're looking for further links and information, not to mention postcards, you can support this free podcast by visiting my Patreon page, patreon.com slash lisapassold. For now, I will leave you with some music from the gallery installation surrounding the clock, the Défenseur du Temps. Have a wonderful new year, 